This is episode number five of the Douglas Update on Integrative Medicine with the goal of integrating the best from all medical disciplines, especially now in this new era of the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm Dr. William Campbell Douglas, and we'll continue looking at the specific signs of medical fascism that seem to have taken over medicine and healthcare. And yeah, this medical corporatism gone mad is alarming. It seems that way to me anyway. It's threatening our health freedoms like never before, as the government subsidizes the pharmaceutical industry to push these elusive vaccines, the messenger RNA shots on us. And they've clearly manipulated things so that we have access only to expensive treatments, drugs like Paxlovid, instead of the safe and inexpensive orphan off-patent medicines like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Medical fascism, it's a mutant, two-headed monster, I say. It's like the progeny from Big Pharma crossbreeding with our government healthcare agencies, drug maker lobbying groups, and even medical professional societies. To me, it's like a quagmire of administrative state with the FDA, CDC, NIH, all mixed in with the American Medical Association, even the specialty boards like the American Academy of Family Practice and the American Board of Internal Medicine. Just look at them defaming the best of the best, including two of their very own medical academic stars, Drs. Peter McCullough and Pierre Corey. Fascism. Yuck. What a nasty word. Vicious and repulsive. And there's just so many other signs of this fascism, like the fraud, corruption, and attempted cover-up that we addressed on the last episode. The attempted cover-up by Pfizer and the FDA of the adverse events from the COVID-19 shots, the mRNA inoculations. Now, I'll start this update with a question again. Did you hear that Pfizer has apparently even admitted to its fraud? Yes, indeed. And we have someone to thank for this news, and that would be Pfizer employee-turned-whistleblower Brooke Jackson. Thanks, Brooke Jackson, for blowing that whistle and bringing these matters to the courts. This whistleblower case states that Ms. Jackson witnessed the Pfizer researchers falsifying data and also that they were reluctant to address a multitude of adverse events that were being observed during the trials on the vaccines. We're covering those adverse events on an upcoming episode. But talk about courage. Can you imagine Brooke Jackson going up against Pfizer? Hooray, hooray, Brooke Jackson. My guess is that she's probably safe because I'll bet there's a lot of other Pfizer employees who will or would come forth to testify on her on our behalf. And again, what's this got to do with integrative medicine? Everything. Because it's like with so many other things during these times of blatant medical fascism, we're witnessing profound threats to our healthcare freedoms very serious threats to your health individually and for all of us as a nation and for the entire world really. 
And now this would be sort of funny about the attempted Pfizer cover-ups if it weren't so tragic. Do you know what the veritable army of Pfizer's lawyers told the judge when they tried to get him to dismiss the allegedly fraudulent actions related to the vaccines? Gotta add that word, allegedly, right? And so what did the Pfizer lawyers present to the judge as Pfizer's excuse for allegedly falsifying data and covering up the vaccine's harmful effects? Well, your honor, the government was in on it too. I kid you not, that was Pfizer's attempted alibi. That was their explanation, the excuse they offered up to try to avoid blame for the fraud and their corruption and the cover-ups, the alleged fraud, I should say. It's sort of like, um, well, your honor, you know, well, the devil in the FDA made me do it. What a bunch of crap. But the good news is this, it now looks like Pfizer has essentially admitted to committing fraud, but the company then turns around and essentially argues somehow that it isn't actually a fraud because the government, the FDA, was a partner in the fraud. I'd like to credit and thank the lead lawyer in the case, Mr. Robert Barnes, who is Brooke Jackson's counsel, and also Mr. Viva Frey, a lawyer and podcaster, both on the Viva and Barnes podcast. Check them out. These guys are on it. I'll link to the episode in the show notes. They're on the Rumble platform. And here's an excerpt with Mr. Barnes commenting on the Pfizer lawyer's attempted defense argument. You know, it's a fascinating defense. Fascinating defense to say, yeah, maybe we lied, but even if we did, it doesn't matter because some high-ranking government people were in on the lie. Fascinating defense indeed. I guess you'd have to be a sociopath or sedated and hypnotized by the blue pill not to find this nauseating and extremely concerning. And so I guess from now on, there's a brand spanking new defense for big pharma companies to use when they're committing fraud. And that's this new government partnership rule. I mean, talk about a clear sign of medical fascism. And hey, what a deal for them. You can't sue because the FDA is in on it too. WTF. And when, if this case against Pfizer ever goes before a jury, I can just hear the Pfizer lawyer now. Your Honor, we again apply the new and convenient government partnership rule. And we ask that you dismiss this case against us because the FDA was in on it too. I mean, what an argument. Can you imagine the jury's reaction and the reaction from everyone in the courtroom? <laughs> <laughs> Order in the court. Oh, so sorry, Your Honor. We, the jury, simply couldn't restrain ourselves. <laughs> yes, that court scenario. That is, if the case isn't tried in Washington, D.N.C., with yet another of its tainted juries. And oh my God, help all of us anti-fascists if we're ever tried in a court in Washington, D.C. 
I just love how the two attorneys, Viva Frey and Robert Barnes, also specifically thank and encourage Brooke Jackson for what she's doing on our behalf. This claim is brought by Brooke Jackson on behalf of all the people. Check out the Viva and Barnes podcast for great legal news and insights. And here they also explain what a really big deal this is for you financially. Did Pfizer make false statements? They got them a $2 billion check that they were not entitled to if they had made truthful statements. This concerns Pfizer stealing $2 billion. That's the allegation, $2 billion from the people of the United States. It's something that people should not have had to write a check for. They were entitled to honest representations by Pfizer, and the allegations of the suit and the evidence presented by Brooke Jackson dispute that. Two billion dollars? Incredible. But I think it's actually a lot more than that by now, now that the shots have been FDA approved for infants and toddlers all the way up to the seniors. And when we get into the adverse events themselves on the next update, you'll see why I think the actual financial damages could end up being in the trillions of dollars, sort of like the thalidomide catastrophe on steroids. And again, thank you. Thank you, Brooke Jackson. Brooke Jackson's case marches onward. And thank God for that, because as attorney Barnes describes it, this may Probably be the biggest uh, whistleblower false claims act maybe in the history of the United States. Wow. Probably the biggest uh, whistleblower false claims act maybe in the history of the United States. So hard to believe, though, isn't it? Pfizer and the FDA all cozy and all. I mean, clearly, are we living under medical fascism right now or what? What we're seeing here or what we should be seeing here, if the mainstream media programming was honest, are glaring signs of medical fascism. And it seems certain, to me anyway, that what we're realizing is that absolute power corrupts absolutely. And now before we close, I want to just say whether you believe like a far left and woke equality for all socialist Democrat or maybe a far right, totally free capitalism Republican, or you're somewhere in between, shouldn't we all be concerned about this fraud, alleged fraud, and the legacy media's total blackout on this important news? I mean, it's obviously an information blockade, isn't it? The power of programming. And it's such a mystery why there's essentially zero news about this scandal on Fox News or CNN. I just don't get it. A blackout of critically important news here in the U.S. I mean, maybe we can rely on our trusted ally, England, instead. How about the venerable BBC, for example? Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. Oh, but surely CNN and Anderson Cooper would inform us about fraud, corruption, and cover-ups, right? I mean, come on, Anderson. Please. Pretty please. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. It sure gets you thinking though, doesn't it? And brace yourself for next week's update when we'll delve more deeply into the specific adverse health events that are now uncovered from the famous Pfizer documents themselves. And again, we can thank the organization Public Health and Medical Professionals for Transparency for suing the FDA and Pfizer, forcing them to release the famous Pfizer document, the document that should be famous anyway. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. And to my TDU friends, 
Hey, I'm not suicidal. None of the contents of TDU podcasts constitute medical or professional advice. And no person listening should act or refrain from acting on the basis of the content of this podcast without first seeking appropriate professional advice from a qualified healthcare professional. Hey fellow integrators, do you want to receive a very brief e-newsletter? It's a golden integrative medicine nugget that encapsulates the essence of each TDU episode. Just go to douglasupdate.com and click subscribe. The content of the Douglas Update does not reflect the opinions of our promotional sponsors, advertising agencies, parent company, affiliates, or subsidiaries.